Hey travelers, I'm Angelica. I'm Isabella. I'm Riley. And this is True Crime International. So, Angelica, where are we headed today? Today, uh, we are going to head over to Belize to discuss a really, honestly, horrible serial killer who killed from 1998 to 2000. I was not expecting those dates. (laughs) (laughs) Those are them. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Well, because you liken him to, like... Jack the Ripper in a in a second. I didn't and, do it. <laughs> okay, well he's likened to Jack the R- Ripper, and um, that was so long ago that I was not expecting the the mo- the so recent dates. So to catch the listeners who don't have the script up, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so this this person's absolutely notorious in Belize, and they're usually referred to as the Belize Ripper or as to Jack the Butcher, and like. Riley was saying Jack the Ripper. Um, but like the thing is, Jack the Ripper still inspires like a lot of creepy motherfuckers. Yeah. Like and he's not an inspiring dude, okay? No, that is not so, the premise. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like these these can happen anytime and they continue to happen and it's all crimes with like a particular level of brutality and the people that commit them are like referred to as rippers. Literally, yeah. I just I just watched a Law and Order SVU episode on this. There was so. one. Um, there was a Criminal Minds episode where someone was writing letters like Jack the Ripper. Yes. Yeah. Also, um, yep. if you don't know who Jack the Ripper is, I oh feel yeah, like, if you don't I know who like Jack do. the Ripper is, <laughs> again, if you don't know, in London, um, during like the late. 1880s which is why i was surprised by the date again um there was like this string of super gruesome murders and a lot of them were connected due to the circumstances behind the murders because when we say gruesome we mean like gruesome gruesome oh they were disemboweled yeah like like surgically disemboweled um the bodies of the women who were fell victim to Jack the Ripper, were known as the Canonical Five. And they were essentially split open and they were stabbed in various locations as well, including the face. Um, There were parts of them missing, like we said, like the insides. Um, It was just messy and whoever was committing these murders wanted to put on a show he wanted them to be noticed he wanted that his crimes to get noticed Mm -hmm. yeah like he killed all of them just out in the open yeah Um, Yeah. like riley said he wrote letters it was like like he did this like on like the sidewalk next like a main street yeah Uh and and part of the reason why his case is so well known is because he was never caught jack the ripper is just a name that he was given um and so this, he left behind this, like, I don't want to, like, legacy is a bad word. Yeah, it is But gross. it is, it is, like, 
I guess a legacy. I can't think of another word. <laughs> they they have figured out who he was though. What? Yeah. What are Through... you talking about? Yeah. I think they, they just theorized. Like we we don't know for sure, obviously, but um through dna they were able to and like maybe genealogy i don't remember i have to i would have to look it up but they're pretty certain they know who jack the ripper was and um i'm actually i just this really a coincidence that we're doing this case today is i just started reading a book about the canonical five because uh all that's ever said about them is that they were prostitutes um mm-hmm. and this is actual stories about them and who they were which is super interesting because like they're just cannon fodder in this story really yeah that's a um what send me the name of that book because that actually sounds really really interesting yeah um also i mean i was i was literally gonna ask you to do a red eye to talk about the conspiracy about how jack the ripper was actually a member of the royal family um (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite jack the ripper theories though is it wasn't is that it wasn't Jack the Ripper, but Jane the Ripper? Yeah, and that's... I don't. Oh yeah, I, I I don't think I don't think it was true. But basically, the theory is because uh, because everything was done so surgically and precise, people had to like people assumed the person was either a butcher or in the medical field of some kind. Yeah, but imagine imagine it was a midwife. Because midwives at the time, it would not have been weird to see them walking around covered in blood. Yeah, and true. no one paid any attention. No one would have ever thought twice about like they just wouldn't have noticed. They'd be like a, a woman couldn't do something like this. So yeah. I like I don't think it's true. I just think it's a really great theory. I definitely never thought about how like they would just walk around with blood on them afterwards. I know. Well, Ooh. unless yeah. they were like yeah, but they'd have to go somewhere. Obviously, it was at night, and they so would there have probably the weren't a lot of people around. Yeah. yeah, they would have the medical knowledge. Also, right, it's called the five. The five. Didn't Jack the River take like the liver or something? He took like various things, including like parts of the female anatomy. Reproductive organs? Not the top ones. Not just the insides. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like the outsides. Yeah. North or south? South. Okay, well, we'll leave it yeah, there. We, this this yeah. episode's not we about had a case that someone did that in too. Um, Nevertheless, um, unfortunately, uh, like Angel said a minute ago, he, man, I just can't think of the right words in this case. And inspired <laughs> is not a good word, but that's what happened. Yeah, his murders quote inspired other people who wanted to commit murders and it just it's not good it's like Be- it's because look up to well yeah it's because he's like so famous to us he's infamous but like yeah people who want recognition see that jack the ripper got recognition and he got away with and, it and he got away with it and it's it's yeah they they're um, like oh i want to do that too I was watching the Netflix documentary series that they made about the Yorkshire Ripper, which was in like the 80s. Uh-huh. And um, the the guy didn't set out to be like Jack the Ripper, but then they started calling him the Yorkshire Ripper in the paper. So then he started copying yeah. Jack the Ripper yeah. and sending notes and stuff. And it's like, press, could you not? I'm not sure this person that uh, did this, like, 
I mean, we don't really know if that was the inspiration, but that's what they called this person, too. Yep. And we're going to get into this. Um, I also really want to uh, let y'all know that these crimes are, like, really, really brutal. And they involve particularly young victims as well. So, honestly, like, I'm not going to fault you if you want to skip this one. Like, it's a real doozy. I thought you said boozy. <laughs> it's a real boozy. No. It's real boozy. Um, <laughs> the... Oh, I really do just get right into this. Sorry. <sighs> The first victim that was discovered on October 9th of 1998 uh, was Lee Nicholas, who was only 13 years old. She'd gone missing a month and a day earlier while she was just on the way to school. Her body was found in some water near the George Price Highway, and she'd been stabbed more than 40 times. Like, that is... That's rage. Rage. That's insane. In the head and the chest. That kind of rage typically indicates that the killer knows the victim, too, doesn't it? Yeah, because it indicates hatred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's And one of her arms was nearly cut off. And her face was cut open. And there there was some indication that she had also been raped. When they found Shirley, she was not wearing her own clothes, but the clothes of another little girl named Jay Blades. Jay Blades was a nine-year-old who had gone missing on September 6th, so that's two days before Shirley had gone missing. Jay's skull and some bones weren't found until six months later, and Shirley's knapsack was found with her bones. Oh, my God. So I have to imagine that they were together at some point, these two girls. And like you said, like, there's no way of knowing if they saw each other. But I have to assume, like, I mean, there was crossover. So I feel like. Yeah. It, must it feels have. likely. Yeah. Well, te- they went missing super close together. So close. So if they didn't, then they just missed each other. Yeah, and that's that is so scary to think of. Well, um, like it's just so scary to think about. Like if these are this killer's first victims, and they're already mo- miss moving missing mo- moving that quickly, that quickly. Yes, like yeah. that is insane. And obviously, like he had them at least their bodies at the same time because. Their items were with the other. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's... uh, Yeah. On March 23rd, 1999, 12-year-old Jackie Fern Malik went missing during her school's recess. And I'm, like, really baffled by this because whoever this killer is, they clearly have, like, no, like, no qualms regarding public places. Like, firstly, he put Lee by a highway, which quite literally experiences a fair amount of traffic. Mm-hmm. Like, And also, if she was abducted during recess, it makes me think that he was someone that she thought she could trust. Yeah. Because, I mean, recess. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in elementary school and I was at recess, like, you could see... Almost everything from, like, one spot. Right. 
Like, and there were a ton of other kids around. I don't know how many kids she went to school with, obviously, but that's a that's yeah. a very risky place to abduct a child from. Yeah. Also, like, in regards to disposing of Shara Lee, like, Belize has, I think, two highways. Like, it is a very small country, which I'll, which I'll get into. But, so, it, it's just, yeah. And also, it just terrifies me in general, because, like, we like to think that we're safe in public and busy areas. And, like, someone will see something if yeah. something bad happens. But usually that's not the case. Well, and yeah, I'm it's, just it's like the bystander the effect, too. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, her sister was the one to realize that something was wrong because she went to look for her so that they could have lunch like they did every day. And her teacher said she never returned to class. I'm not sure if this was like usual or something like maybe she thought she was in an office or something and she was just waiting a little bit to find out. But I don't, I'm not I'm not positive. Um, and a friend eventually said that a man had asked to speak with her while they were outside. And then her sister ran home to tell her family because obviously they knew something was wrong. Yeah, if a man comes to talk to someone while yeah. you're at recess, you let an adult know. Yeah. And I mean, damn, you you would expect your kids to be safe at school. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's why there are like so many adults there. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jackie was found just two days later, face down in a puddle next to a dirt road that was really close to where Cheryl Lee had been found. Clearly, the killer also isn't afraid of being like a creature of habit either, considering how close these two places are. And also, like, this was only two days after she had gone missing, so it's my belief that he never actually had any of these girls for extended periods of time, which is frustrating because even if the police, like, caught scent of the person who was doing this, they probably wouldn't have, like, time to track him down Um, it, if, like, they were notified that he had yet another victim, or they had, if it's a Jane situation. Uh, also, but at the same time, it gives me, like, this really morbid relief because he isn't, like, prolonging their torture but also like you want them to be alive exactly so just how about like don't don't fucking commit these kinds of crimes Mm -hmm. how about that jackie had also been stabbed multiple times and this time the killer had completely severed her arm from the rest of her body there were also signs that she had been run over by a car oh no yeah it's awful During this time, the only person that was ever arrested in connection to these crimes got arrested. And that was Jackie's neighbor. Like, everyone said, like, maybe, maybe the guy knew his victims, you know? Um, Her neighbor was a 40-year-old auto mechanic named Michael Williams. Michael was a creep, like, hands down who had offered Jackie and her sister a ride before. And they were like, absolutely not. So he was brought in to be questioned when Jackie had gone missing. And they obviously talked to witnesses to continue to like prove it was him. And a 23-year-old woman came forward and said that she'd been molested by him when she was young. So because of that, 
And because they did end up finding her body, they arrested him again and charged her, charged him for the crime. Unfortunately, it ended up not being him. Like, there, there was an evidence. He had a pretty solid alibi, and while he was still in custody, the body of a fourth victim was discovered on July 18th of 1999. They released him, but, like, I hope they continue their investigation on him, considering, Definitely. like, I want the woman who he did molest as a girl to get justice, and I feel like he... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not unlikely that he'd do it again. He's already offering children rides and stuff and that puts yeah me like that's edge. that's a problem like yeah maybe he didn't do this crime but how about let's address the shady stuff he's yeah, already done exactly because if he did that to someone like 10 years earlier or whenever it was like who's to say he's not going to do it again or that he hasn't been this whole time the body that was found while they had Michael in custody was that of Erica Willis, who was eight years old, and she'd gone missing on June 26. Her family didn't realize that she was missing for a few days because she apparently was supposed to be with some relatives, but her oh. relatives were under the impression that she was still with her oh, parents. That's so oh, sad. Which is, like, so scary to think about. Because, like, they're probably still, like, being like, oh, maybe she hasn't been in touch because she's having such a good time. And then, uh, it's so sad. Her body was found in July, this time outside of Belize City, behind a quarry in Gracie Rock. Her remains were skeletal, and she was identified by her mother using a ponytail and a ring that she always wore that had a Tweety Bird on it. Oh my god. So sad. I have no okay, I have no doubt in my mind that if I were to go missing and like my body was found and I was unrecognizable, I would one hundred percent be able to be recognized by the jewelry that I wear. Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> All of us wear the same rings. Same ring. Mm-hmm. Like I have a ring that I've literally been wearing for the last ten years. I wear the same it, earrings, I feel like it's a the same necklace, like yeah. everything. Same. Same. Also, like, can you imagine having to identify Having to identify anyone child? that you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, by a ring? Like, God, that's so fucking sad. And you know, know, like, obviously some of these remains are skeletal, but, like, you know these girls were mistreated in, like, the same way. Mm-hmm. Like... Even if they're not as visible. But it's just awful. And because of how awful it was, around this time there was obviously a lot of pain felt by the citizens who were holding, like, candlelight vigils in honor of the victims. There was a lot of pressure to find out who was doing this. And I think that the police were doing what they could to do just that, but they weren't, like, able... Like, they didn't have a lot of information to go off of. They're, like, they obviously didn't have anything besides what we just told you and and that is like minimal minimal evidence to work off of no one's seen anything it seems like yeah Yeah. they had really hoped that it was the michael guy but it wasn't like there was nothing to tie him either and obviously it just ended up being not him Um, did they did they try to get like a description or anything from the young girl who who saw the man at recess 
I don't think so. Because, like, there is a possibility, too, that Michael was there by some creepy coincidence. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, or maybe, like, it was just someone that was so generic, generic looking for yeah. Belize. Because mm-hmm. that's honestly such a fear of mine. Yeah. I'm just thinking of those lineups where, like, they bring in, like, literally the same looking white guy, just different yeah. font. Different font, like, different font. I like, <laughs> like one is bold, one is italicized, literally underlined. They like all look the same, essentially. Like I, just... it's a, it's a genuine fear of mine of being attacked by just like a generic white guy, and I cannot mm-hmm. describe or identify him. Yeah, getting also just getting attacked by a white. Also, man sorry, this is even more off topic. Fear. But sketch artists, how do they do it? Right. How do how do you Fuck. explain someone? I'm so like so I could probably try and explain Angel to a sketch artist and it would look nothing like her. <laughs> also, your brain cannot invent faces. So mm-hmm. on some level, sketch artists are always drawing someone that they've seen before. So I don't know, man. I really want to do that. <laughs> try and explain but, someone to a sketch artist. Any sketch artists out there we can experiment on? Yeah, right. Experiment let's, with. let's try. Anyways, sorry, that um, was really off topic. <laughs> uh, the police set up a curfew for all the children under 16 or 17 from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. in hopes to help, but there was another killing. Also, like, most of the kidnappings seemed to happen in, like, broad daylight because, again, this person was bold. But the, I, I guess they were trying, but... The last body that was found was that of 14-year-old Naomi Hernandez, and she was found on February 24th, nine days after she'd gone missing. She was found next to the Belize River. She'd been stabbed multiple times in her face and neck. Several parts of her body were just missing. And she was identified by her genes that her father was able to recognize, which means that she was essentially unrecognizable. Was this 1999 or 2000? 2000. There were three other girls that were murdered around this time that were, like, briefly associated with the Belize Ripper because of the similarities in age and considering they occurred in, like, these same years. But all of their killers were ultimately found. And I I know all of their killers were found, but sometimes I really wonder, like, if sometimes when there's these, like, big, well-known cases happening, like... I wonder if more people commit similar crimes in hopes that they can like blend in and get away with it. Like, I, think, I wonder if there's I think stats that on unfortunately this. does happen a lot. And that creeps me out. I'm very creeped out by everything. It's like they're like capitalizing on the opportunity yeah. and I'm like this is like this is not an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I it freaks me out that people could think like, oh, you know, I won't do it unless someone else does it and then I can kind of copy them and then they'll see it as like a sign or you know, yeah. jumping yeah. at the chance. No. Yeah. Go to therapy. Yes. Get help. Yes. You clearly need it. Obviously, like, there's just a lot of nationwide panic. So, also, so, like, this is very notable because, like I said, Belize is a really, really small country. Yeah. So, having yeah. a serial killer in, like, a small country is a lot different than having one in a bigger country. Because a story like this would be big in the U.S. for sure. And the U.S. is home to, what, 360 million people? It's giant. Uh, Belize is teeny tiny. What's the population of Belize? Now I'm curious. Um, it's almost, I think, 
almost or around 400,000 now. But around then, its population was like 230,000. Like, oh my it is god, small. that's minuscule. It is so small. And like, even like, if it's not technically a small number, like, that's a whole lot of people. Having a serial killer is like gonna feel a lot more local to anyone living in that country versus Especially like, in that kind of um, environment and culture. Yes. I yeah. mean, when you live in such a small place, it the culture is so much different than yes, when you exactly. live in like the United States. But like, if there's a serial killer, like, in New York, you're not going to, like, feel... It's not going to feel so personal if you're living in Michigan. Like, yeah. it's not going to be the same. Because yep. even though it's the same country, it's, like, a different world. Literally. And even if the serial killer was targeting people in a certain part of New York, like the yeah. Lower East Side, and you lived in the Upper West Side, and they were yeah. only targeting people in the Lower East Side, like you're in the same million city. people there or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, New York is massive. If I remember. I'm just pulling that number out of my ass. <laughs> like, if someone's attacking someone on one end of Central Park, but they only yeah. attack people there, you're not going to be that scared on the other end of yeah. Central Park. I mean, even here in Spain, it's a much smaller country than the U.S., but if there's a serial killer on the loose in Madrid, I mean, where I live, people aren't going to give a shit, but yeah. where I live, you know, it's a smaller town. I think there are like 20,000 people that live here. If, if people were being murdered here, oh my God, I wouldn't leave my house. I would be freaked the fuck out i would leave my house and go to madrid <laughs> uh, yeah same <laughs> I, you were not saving your house in a town that's all yeah so like just this is deeply deeply personal to the citizens of this country and mm -hmm. the police keep trying to do what they can to find whoever is doing this including bringing in both the fbi and the scotland yard to help out because again they're a small country and they're like under a lot of pressure but they also aren't really used to dealing with something like this. Like, Did you say the Scotland Yard? The Scotland Yard? It <laughs> <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> Probably. What have I done wrong? The Scotland Yard. Oh. It's like saying the Facebook. <laughs> the Scotland <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you said the FBI and the Scotland Yard. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but... They kept up their curfew, and they had people posted at the schools, like guards, which I do think is definitely beneficial, because schools are one of the targets, and, I mean, he, or the, the person is targeting young girls. So, after Naomi's death, there's several reports of a man driving around in a red car in Belize City wearing a stocking mask and attacking slash attempting to kidnap young girls. But nothing really comes from that. Well, and also the way that this has been sounding, the guy who kidnapped the girls that we've heard about is so much more like under the radar. Yes, than that. that's what I that's what I was thinking, because like, I think this is a different person completely because that driving around wearing a stocking mask is not inconspicuous at all no like, you you are not all. that is not the same level of intelligence as the other no, person that's no. been doing these crimes no committing these crimes sorry also the pathologist had some more horrifying information to reveal along they did. with yeah um along with saying that they were definitely too similar to have been committed by different people he revealed that each of the girls had ingested copious amounts of alcohol and drugs. Oh, my I'm God. I'm assuming to keep them subdued. These are children. Yeah. 
they had also each been tortured. Further, the same weapon was used for all of the crimes, and because of how precise the cuts were, they also thought the killings were likely done by someone who had medical knowledge or access. And this always gets me, because you want to view people in, like, that field as, like, people who care. Yes. And I that's guess... What- it just gets me every time they're like, yeah. oh, they must have medical knowledge. I'm like, why? Please. I'm just scared of doctors. I want to be able to I, trust I my doctor. I rarely go to doctors now. <laughs> See, I, whenever I'm sick, my boyfriend is just like, you have to go to the doctor, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. And I'm like, no. I'm, I pretty much only go uh, and once I feel like I have no other option. Once yeah, I feel same. like I'm dying. Um, and it's it's definitely not good. But it's shit like this, man. It scares me. I, I'm yeah. very scared. <laughs> And yes, my mom still goes into the room with me, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> Look, I would want Laura in the room with me, too. She's so nice. <laughs> Sorry. Authorities also thought that maybe there could be more than one person involved, which just gives me the icks. Because, like, I don't want to know how multiple fucks like this connect and decide to commit completely horrifying acts together but like especially in a country of two hundred thousand people and i don't know what clued them into this idea but like i mean this could mean that michael was actually like involved right like sure erica was found when he was in custody but maybe his like partner or partners had done it alone i don't know like gross um I know I said there was only one person arrested for this crime, which was Michael, but that doesn't mean there aren't any possible theories for who might have been responsible, because there is one name in particular that is connected with these crimes, and that is Lonnie David Franklin Jr. Maybe that name is familiar to you, or maybe you're more familiar with his, like, assigned name, I guess, the Grim Sleeper. If you're not, I I wasn't. I, was I don't not. think I, I don't think I was before this either. There's probably a reason for that too. Yeah, uh, I'll have Rye give you a brief rundown on him. So Lonnie was actually an American serial killer, and he was technically active in his serial killings from 1985 to 2007. And when I say technically, he was also a rapist and an abuser at least that we know of, in 1975. So, like... Starting. Yeah, like, starting in like 1975. A, he's, like, taking a multiple-choice test. Uh, what kind of asshole do you want to be? And he just hits all, all the above. of them. Literally, yeah. all the yeah. above. So, like, his shit started early on. Um, And I also mean that he's known as the Grim Sleeper because he took this extended 14-year break... Which, like, it feels wrong to call it that, a, a break um, from 1988. Just a vacation. Yeah. From 1988 to 2002. And we know this is super unusual for serial killers. Okay. Like, they have cooling off periods and they're typically not that long. Obviously, BTK had a pretty long hiatus break in his killings. But in the end, Lonnie was charged with seven murders of women from 1985 to 1988. Um, But he also had three additional victims that they think he killed, you know, just like around the same time. 
And but they couldn't like prove it or something. Yeah, and it could have been like before his gap break, whatever. Yeah, hiatus. Yeah, and he also had a surviving victim in 1988. Man, I wish they would have like been able to get him then. Oh God, right. After that, there was a presumed murder in December of 2000, and then a an, a definite murder in 2002, and then another in 2003. And then his last murder occurred in 2007. Um, And then during this time, there were two other suspected kills that they weren't able to, like, really place on him. So he was just all-around awful dude. Horrible guy. Not a fan. Not Not a a fan fan at all. all. Not a fan at all. It's also worth noting that nearly all of his known victims in America were prostitutes, which there's nothing wrong with with being a prostitute but that's just who he preyed on and these women ranged from ages 18 to 43 which is like a pretty big age range and a pretty drastic victim pool when compared to the five victims in belize like those were children yeah Mm -hmm. and also i've said it before on this show and i'm gonna say it again leave sex workers the fuck alone i know right just because they ha- they chose a profession like that doesn't mean that no one's gonna miss them and no yeah. one loves them. Like oh, they were they were very loved. And don't exactly. worry, I will I will be going off about this at the end of this episode. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> okay. Um. Another thing is that Lonnie shot all of his victims with a .25 caliber gun. Um, and he took detailed records and had like a thousand photographs of over 180 women along with video footage just like of him being a shitty person. Um, and this is very different than what the young girls went through in Belize. So yeah, like, it's that's not, a different way of killing. It's, it's very, very different. Very different MO. And if he had all of these records and photographs, you'd think that he had something on the murders in Belize as well. I don't think that someone like him would just take a break from recording everything that he did. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason why he's connected to the killings in Belize is because at one point he was married to Sylvia Castillo, who was from Belize. So it wouldn't actually be that far out for like him to have been there, like visiting or something. Yeah. And one of the victim's aunts came forward and said she had seen him during the times that these killings in Belize City were happening. And it matched, like, the time matched for when he wasn't in active in America. Like, there was still a gap, but, like, I don't know. And his van was also found in Belize later on. And he had used it in, the, like, his actual proven killings in America. Like, he had used this van in, like, abductions and dumpings and stuff. Like, tis sus, definitely. But I'm also not sure why he would, like, so drastically change his methodology. Yeah, another thing is that, like I said earlier, it's possible that these young girls knew or thought they could trust the man who took them. And if he was more of an outsider who didn't seem like he was from the community community or they didn't know he was from the community. I don't know if if I just don't I don't think he was the one. I don't know how I was planning on ending that sentence, but you know what I mean. Also, there is a presumed 
victim from December 2000, and Naomi was found, I think, February in 2000? Yeah, you said February. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. Like, there's a possibility that that wasn't actually his victim in uh, the United States, but I, I don't know. Uh, either way, he's dead now. Died in 2020. I'm not sad about it. No. But I do feel angry because these families in Belize who have a, like, feeling like he was responsible will likely never get to know if he actually was. Mm-hmm. Like, and even if he wasn't, I personally don't believe he ever stopped killing. Like, I think that's bullshit. I don't think you just go dormant for that long. Like, no. Um, and I really hope that this does eventually get solved because, like, like everyone except for, like, the killer deserves so much better than what they got. Yeah. And I also just want to note the most important reason that this story gets told, which is that the reason why Lonnie was able to kill for so long and likely why the killings in Belize will never be, like, truly and thoroughly investigated as a possibility by the United States is because of the systemic racism that this country has. Like, his Mm -hmm. trial didn't get any attention, his or barely any. His killings hardly got any attention. Yeah, like, even we don't really know who he is. Yeah, almost all of his victims were not white. They were black women who were prostitutes. So it just was not prioritized at all, which is so fucked up. The same way that it would be if he killed white women in the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if it were white women in the suburbs, everyone would know about it. Exactly. Literally. Literally. And, I mean, like, that's why we know about, like, the most notorious killers. They, yeah. They killed white women. Ted Ted Bundy killed white women killed with brown hair. Women. Like... Yeah. It's just so frustrating. And, I mean, even if Lonnie wasn't involved in the Belize murders, there's still hundreds of women... Or, there's still hundreds of images of women that he had yes. in his possession that just went unidentified like it's like they don't even care yeah exactly and also the victim's family suffered enough as is and then there's just like a they're continuously shown that their trauma and what like their children family members anything even if they weren't a daughter or if they weren't a sister they still mattered their lives people yeah still mattered and they're just shown that their lives weren't a priority and it's fucked up like it needs to be fixed like continue to educate yourself and do better like that's all i have to say i'm signing off especially in the mad police is the only law enforcement world yes yeah yes investigation law enforcement stuff like that and hold them accountable it's really hard yep and get really angry when they um decide to say that a white criminal just had a, had bad, a bad day. day. Yeah. He just, just had a, had bad, a day. bad day. You know so what? I have, had to murder I have I have a lot fucking... of bad days and guess what I don't do? Kill people. Kill people. You know what I do when I have a bad day? I drink too much wine and cry over anime. Yeah, Maybe you I'll know take what a I hot do? shower. I crochet. Take a bath. I just yeah. sit in bed and read fan fiction in the dark. There are so many things that you can do. Cook and cook yeah. some pancakes. Yeah. Go buy some ice cream. Yeah. Throw some throw some rum on top of the ice cream if you need some booze. Like, there are a lot of things you can do to help with a bad day. You don't have to go kill eight people. Teach okay. your children how to manage their anger. 
Yeah. In healthy ways. And teach them to respect people. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. uh, Thanks. Um, If you want to view images um, about this case and just uh, us, you can find us on Instagram at TrueCrimeINTL and on Facebook. You can join our Facebook group. It's just True Crime International. Uh, we are, our numbers are rising. It is popping off. Oh, my God. You guys are allowed to talk more than you do. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Leave us a comment every once in a while. Exactly. But the number of people signing on. Y'all don't I'm talk about I'm a little disappointed <laughs> at how much people are actually talking. No one. I promise you, don't, don't be embarrassed. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. Well, just you're allowed post, to be embarrassed. I'm hello. embarrassed most of my time. But yeah, but just, it's everyone will be it. happy. Yeah. Uh, also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a no, not feel free. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do now. it. Leave us our five star <laughs> review. <laughs> we we really appreciate it. Um, it is a way to support the show for yes. free. Yeah. If you want to uh, support us not for free, and if you want more content, um, <laughs> you can subscribe to my only. <laughs> i'm kidding um i'm kidding um you can subscribe to our patreon uh we only have one level it's five dollars a month uh we like have at least three pieces we have like three pieces of extra content on our patreon so that's fun every month not total (laughs) no yeah every month we 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 put on at least three extra pieces of content every month uh, I continue to be the worst at signing off. Someone, someone take it away. We hope you learned something new today and we hope you enjoyed your stay here at True Crime International. Bye. 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 Bye.